Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, all my geeks out there. I'm Geek's Old Brother, and I'm putting the funk in the Final Frontier. Welcome to episode 315 of Geek's Old Brother and the Nerdy Venoms, another Kamigemani episode where we had our guest, Ricky Drummond, who is a actor, a singer, and a director who helped to produce the play Still Alive about zombies and robots and zombies fighting robots and humans in the middle and it was a good interview ricky uh talked about his experiences as a actor and director singer and working out of uh dc it's a great interview hope that you guys enjoy also find us in itunes and stitcher if you do rate and subscribe to the show really appreciate that if you want to listen to us live check us out tuesdays 10 p.m. Eastern on a regular show on TalkShoe.com. And usually second Thursday of every month, we have the Comic Game Money episode. And if you want to check out the site for all your reviews and trailers and commentaries from myself and, and some of the Venoms, check out GeeksOldBrother.com. And don't forget to donate while you're there. Just watch out for the kitties. Uh, there's always some language. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoy this interview with Ricky Drummond. Peace. Go ahead, Doc. Did he mean to fade away? <laughs> He's going into a portal. I'm <laughs> just, just checking. I think we lost him in the portal at this point. <laughs> is that, is it, does it really like crap out? Yes. It, yeah. it sort of faded away. Yeah, it just kind of disappeared okay, on Skype. us. So. It is, Skype has problems with virtual audio cable. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do apologize, Ricky. We usually have much better sound sound quality it's, than that. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's that time. Of, it's that Thursday of the month, my fellow weirdos. <laughs> Welcome to the Comic Gamani Show. Uh, once a month, we cover topics in the universe of comics, video games, and anime. Feel free to join us every month for this show or during our regular show podcast. Which every podcast. Uh, I can't talk tonight. <laughs> every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, let me introduce you to my fellow members of Aperture Science, the Geek Soul Brothers GLaDOS. He really does act like her. Uh, the Nerdy <laughs> Venoms. We Yay! have J.D. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's me. Yes. J.D. with the Smith. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also have Lord Dalek Vanderpump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll burn your house down with the weapons. <laughs> uh, we also have Toby One Kenobi Kashi. Hello. 
<laughs> and in the corner there, we have M Dog Pence. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh. <laughs> Don't make like me put you one. in conversion therapy, damn it. Oh, <laughs> boy. And, of course, uh, Shadow Scout Jackson. The cake is a lie. <laughs> Convert you into a better show host. <laughs> As you can tell, we have a fabulous show for you tonight. Uh, we have playwright and theater geek Ricky Drumming uh, joining us about his new musical, as well as the usual normal amount of fantasticalness. So let us begin, shall we? Uh, what have we been doing the last month, boys and girls? Around the table, we will start with JD, of course. What have you been reading, watching, or playing? Oh, I caught the uh, new Sakura card captors online. Oh, Lord. So I'm up to book six. It's awesome. <laughs> so happy. Uh, Can't that, that wait till the like rest of it comes up. What, what, I'm sorry? What, what do you mean new? That, that stuff is like then, 10 years old. No, no, no. 15. The new stuff. Ask Dalek. Anyway, Dalek. I've been crying and sobbing into a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Is this okay, over uh, Kikyo or? Uh... <laughs> also, I've been playing. I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Kirby and various other soothing games, and it hasn't been going well because freaking. What the hell is that? Did you move? Probably Toby. <laughs> Toby! Is on mute. Sound Sorry. Sound on quality. mute. On mute. <laughs> Not me. Well, it's fun to blame you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Toby won. Uh, just going back to some old anime. Uh, psychopaths and stuff like that. Mm. That's old. I know it's fun to think. Well, I should I should say catch up, but yeah, it is kind of. <laughs> it is kind of old now. What is it, like five yeah. years old now? Yeah, yeah, it is. Just, just uh, M Dog. Uh, the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo. Hmm. <laughs> Shadow. Uh. So I've been reading uh, the graphic novel The Shadow Hero by Jean Lewin Yang, MacArthur Genius, signed copy. So excited! And, and guess for next month. Oh my gosh! Yes! Wow! Wow! Yeah. Amazing! Hey, R- Ricky, what have you been? If you've been playing anything, watching anything, or reading anything in the? Yeah, I've been. Uh, I was in two shows at once, so I kind of didn't exist for a few weeks there. But I came out <laughs> of that that uh, the black hole. I escaped somehow, and I am on the last episode of Luke Cage, which I started right oh, when it came out, and I had to oh, drop nice. it for a bit. So I'm. Yeah. Very excited because cliffhangers and all that good stuff. Yeah, you you you'll you'll be you'll probably be screaming the same thing that the rest of us were in the in the last episode. So we'll just leave it at that. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, and myself, I I actually read finished Monstrous uh, last week, uh, and quite frankly, it's got to be the best graphic novel series I've read. In a long time, monstrous, well, monstrous, yes. By uh, yeah, it's written by Major Lee Liu and uh, uh, illustrated by Sana, uh, Sana Takeda. So it's it's really good. I highly recommend it for anyone looking for a highbrow but mature science fiction fantasy uh, story. So, huh? So 
That being said, uh, as I said, we have a great show for you. Uh, so uh, first, our guest tonight is an actor, writer, and now creator of a new musical based on the beloved Portal games. He is also a geek, so show him some love. I give you Ricky Drummond, everyone. Hey, hey everyone! Wow. Happy to be on. Yay, clapping. Hooray. Clapping, clapping, <laughs> clapping, <Noises>. clapping, clapping. <laughs> perpetual, innov- perpetual innovation through testing. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, welcome to the show. And Thank congratulations you. Thank you on your and congratulations on the musical and uh i will hand the interview over to shadow to take the reins reins taken <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't make me take them away from you, uh, <laughs> you <laughs> lost them. they're not toys they're not toys <laughs> anyway uh ricky um you are not only a theater geek you are a super theater geek and oh yeah i'm not saying that because you saw hamilton which i did oh. sorry everyone oh <laughs> more than once so you were one of the ones no okay okay you i got suck. i got lucky i i won the lottery so i should not have won but i i did so i was front row center Oh God! Oh God! Uh, All right, just stop. Also, just you're gonna stop. you're gonna hate me more, but it was also only ten bucks. What? Wow! They have Front a lottery center. center? Every, yeah, it's a lottery show. So they give away yeah, like a dozen or so tickets for ten bucks front row. All right, I'm already regretting this interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could throw away a shot. Hey! Had me at hello. So like you, said, you are a super theater geek. This September, you had a great turnout for your nerdcore musical Still Alive at mm-hmm. the Kennedy Center uh, for the Page to Stage Festival. Um, I was there. The room was packed for your performance. Like, how did it feel to get that kind of response at the Kennedy Center? Oh, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, I grew up in this area, in the D.C. area, so... Uh... Going to the Kennedy Center was was always a fun activity for me, but to see and hear my work out loud there was just so uh, so out of body experience esque. Yeah, and having that room, they had to bring in more chairs to get more people in there, and I I was very happy with the uh, with the end result for sure. That's awesome. So before we get further into it, how about a, a summary on Still Alive for our listeners? Cool. So, Still Alive is a uh, it's a Roby, robot zombie apocalypse survival musical. It's kind of like the tagline that I have for it, the long, long tagline that I have. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Act One is a there's a zombie outbreak, and they have to create a robot army to defeat the zombies so that you know humanity can continue in its merry old way. Uh, and then, obviously, because it's you know theater and drama, something goes wrong. Robots turn on the humans. So Act Two is after having a zombie apocalypse. Is the robot apocalypse portion of it all? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all using, of course, Jonathan Colton's music. Awesome, Joko, nerdcore superstar. I love it. So I want to hear a little bit more about kind of the the story behind the story. I mean, you have your creative vision for Still Alive. On top of your, you know, incorporating Jonathan Colton's music, on top of 
you're working with a video game um, released by Valve. So, you know, I'm assuming you're dealing with, you know, maybe property rights and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us, how did you get your act together to get your acts together and navigate <laughs> all that? First off, nice wordplay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do apologize for her wordplay, by the way. Listen, I, it's, embar- it's embarrassing sometimes. Yes, please don't I'm encourage her. I'm training to be a father. All of my jokes are puns, so any sort of wordplay, no matter how low it is, I will accept it. Um, so, yeah, getting this stuff together was... Um, the creating the show itself has been years and years in the making. Uh, I first had the idea way back in early high school. My brother introduced me to Jonathan Colton. Um but it really ramped up uh, in college. I started to really think about it even more, and I, I sent an email out to to Joko, and one of his people got back to me and said, you know, if it's if it's free, go on ahead. He's he's great about his music being in the Creative mm-hmm. Commons. Um, the the tricky stuff was with getting it all together was really um, talking, getting in touch with Valve. I had to get in touch with them since they own the rights to Still Alive and Want You Gone since they commissioned those songs. Right. Um, but it was pretty much just email blasting from their website um they don't really have a customer service line oh, uh, no. they, they do i take that they do um but it is one where you leave a voicemail and then a week later they call you back um mm-hmm. and it's sort of very generic customer support um at least on rights and of it all on the rights end of it all um so i eventually after email blasting a bunch of people they said hey talk to this person so i got in touch with one of the lawyers and he said you know a free reading at the Kennedy Center. Um, you're not taking any profits off of this. Go, go on right ahead. Um, and uh, shout out to Carl. He was he was great. Got me the the permission right away. Um, awesome. So that was it was easier than anticipated, but it was certainly a I had to be patient and wait for responses and sort of you know jump from one person to the next. Wow. So you know I want to talk a bit about the A word with you. Adaptations. Adaptations, yes, of course. Uh, I, thought it was a different, I, I thought it was a different A word. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that, t- that's, tonight's the night? Sorry, never mind. <laughs> so, you, Ricky, you're no stranger to adaptations. You've performed in American Idiot, which is one of my favorite Green Day albums. You, mm. You've been in Song Reader, the musical, um, mm-hmm. which is based off of beck's sheet music um and you know you just directed stupid fucking bird which is based on chekhov's the seagull um Mm -hmm. not too long ago so you know adaptations but oh yeah as a gamer as any gamer can tell you you know video game adaptations often break our hearts so Mm -hmm. um what inspired you knowing all that to turn to a video game as source material for your work? Well, I think the first thing that really came out to me that appealed to me about Jonathan Colton's music was the inherent theatricality of it all, especially in the lyrics. There's a lot there already. Mm -hmm. Um, And and certainly I I drew some some, uh, creative impulses from from Portal and Portal 2. Um, But a lot of it came from what was already there in his lyrics. Um, yeah. There are references um, to to Portal uh, and to GLaDOS and all those things uh, in the musical, but the the story itself is is different. 
uh, from the from the from the video game. Pardon me. Um, so I would say that there's sort of Easter eggs in there that sort of relay back to the game and to to different various John the Colton aspects. Yeah. But story wise, it's it's pretty much fitting Joko's music into the overall arc of this this narrative that I've created. Um, which, of course, was influenced, as I've said, by the game and by his lyrics and by random other things like, you know, his live album, um, having someone come up and sing Message Redacted is something that I'm actually <laughs> infusing into the two-act version of it that I'm working on right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, there'll be the, the idea is, and who knows if this turns out, but the idea is that there'll be some sort of a game at intermission and one of the audience members who wins it gets to come up and, and say that one line. <laughs> I'd love that. So nice. there's, you know, it's it's fun to to sort of see and uh, take the small things so that the the overall arc, people who don't know Joko can can get the story and follow it. But those who know him and know Portal can sort of see these small things that other people may not see and sort of feel like, you know, there's a little wink at them every once in a while. Love that. I mean, you know, you mentioned GLaDOS and one of the things that I enjoyed the most about Still Alive was how you really channeled Gladys's voice throughout the, the musical. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, for folks who haven't played Portal or are not familiar with Portal, uh, Gladys is this super cool sentient psycho killer AI um, <laughs> in the game. And, you know, I like to think of her as like if Willy Wonka and Hal 9000 raised a mean girl <laughs> and she became your ex-wife like that would be glad you know like that is just... spot on that is spot on yeah yeah so i loved how you were able to just channel that throughout and i'm just wondering like from a director's standpoint how did you get your actors to to kind of get into that vibe mm -hmm. i mean were any of them players of portal or familiar with joko's music most were not familiar familiar with Joko. A couple of them were gamers and had played and, and knew Joko. Uh, but on the whole, I'd say about there were seven people. I'd say two of them knew Jonathan Colton, one of them more intimately than the other. Mm -hmm. um, but really channeling them was this, you know, the story of the show and a lot of what Joko's music centers around is this sort of humanity, but also this sort of other side of like heightened reality of this, you know, grand adventure and grand sci-fi um sort of tone to it all um so when they were um you know humans non zombies non-robots it was very you know based in reality for the most part having comedic timing obviously sort of somewhat based on archetypes but that allowed them to when they switched to being you know robots and being zombies to really flip completely the other way and sort of take those tendencies of you know not understanding social norms and and going against <laughs> and not really getting the humor that's supposed to be there or the love that's, you know, lacking emotion if you're a robot and uh, lacking a, uh, a um, lacking the ability to not want to eat a human being if they're a zombie. Right. Yeah, life skills. Exactly. Things yeah. that most of us should have and not all of us do, sadly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I Damn mean, shame. I was... Damn shame. I was one of those uh, folks who, you know, came to Still Alive and wasn't that familiar with Joko and had not played Portal, but I was hanging on every song. Um, Code Monkey is my new jam. It's so good. It's so good. What so is damn your catchy. favorite lyric or song in Still Alive? 
Oh god, uh, what's my favorite lyric? I, there's something about um, "I'm Your Moon," which is in there that mm. really, for me, juxtaposes against almost everything else that's in there. Um, yeah. it, it it definitely is the more human of them all. Ironically, the the tone of it is that there's this sort of over romanticized feeling of of nostalgia and loss of of the of um, his his love interest throughout it. But I think that's the one that really I love because it sort of tones it back to the we've gone through this is now after the robots have taken over. So everything's really over the top. And then all of a sudden it, it brings it back down to the sort of like, Oh, you know, this guy's a human and, and he has needs too. Um, but then of course you have read your brains in there and who can not love that song. Right. Right. I love it. I mean, I, I have kinemotophobia, uh, which is fear of the walking dead, but mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just... we try getting her watching The Walking Dead. She won't do it. Not gonna do it. Hell no. no. <laughs> but you know what? My what about Shaun of the Dead? Are you gonna watch Shaun of the Dead? Like, will you go that far? No, she won't. Oh, come on, come on, Come on, Al. It has a pie fight with zombies. <laughs> Three o'clock. Zombie land. None of them. Okay. Come on. Look, your play was like therapy for me. You have no idea. But... I'm so glad. I am so very glad. <laughs> so I'm just really kind of curious to hear. I mean, I know we saw, I, I saw the staged uh, reading of the musical. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking a little bit about, you know, sci-fi theater and stagecraft. If, mm-hmm. if, if, say, you know, rumor has it, J.J. Abrams is going to make portals the movie eventually um let's say jj abrams came to you and said ricky i have a lot of money Mm -hmm. um i want to give you a full production like what are some things that you would like to envision from a stagecraft perspective for for still alive when i've been writing the script uh i've constantly had this sort of b movie aesthetic to it all Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that ties the humor into it all. Of, of you're almost aware that it's all stagecraft. Yeah. Um, and and so really seeing, I don't know if you're any of you are familiar with Evil Dead the musical. Um, they yes. they adapted that and it's it's fantastic. My friend was just in it and I love it. Um, but it's that same sort of a thing where it's it feels homemade and that sort of gives it that extra element of humanity to it. <laughs> um, and I mean like. I, I would just love to see. I'm very excited too that um, James Madison University, my alma mater, is going to be producing the two act version of it in the spring. Oh, awesome! So, so I'm very excited. Cool. So I'll, I'll be able to see it on stage. Um, and you know, having like the robots be cardboard boxes with like sharpies drawn for buttons, like really, like as crappy as possible. Like I think the crappier the better, as long as it like still holds together. Um, there's just something endearing about that like attempt at but not ability to have um like the greatest effects and the greatest sort of thing bless you bless you no that's that's, awesome yeah so as far as stagecraft go i'd certainly say that but the other thing that i love about theater is you know if this gets produced somewhere up in Seattle, let's say, and they say, hey, we have $400 million and we're going to do this all as real as possible. I'd be like, go for it. You know, it's it's theater is is there to to experiment and to to try new things out. And as a playwright, I'm on the the opinion that once I write my words, maybe the first production I get a hand or two in, but after that, you know, it's 
it's my words but other people's vision so let's see let's see what you want to do with it you know exactly um and speaking on theater i mean for still alive you decided to go down the path of musical i was mm -hmm. wondering if you can speak a little bit to the magic of the musical as an art form mm -hmm. um and getting at some of these themes that are coming through um in your in your musical i think having this as a musical really lends itself perfectly because there is an inherent ridiculousness in musicals that we accept that people can just sing out of the blue like if i would just talk right now and i would start to sing you'd probably oh, like, yeah. what the hell <laughs> like what the hell is wrong with this kid right Not um, this show. <laughs> but, it's like so much a little bit too much of the antidepressants today yeah or like he probably smoked up way too much before that like something i don't know <laughs> And so there's something about a musical where it's it's you suspend your disbelief is what us as theater artists say. And, and, and you just allow things that are ridiculous and you would never see in real life to make sense and to help us make sense of what happens in real life. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, I think it, it does wonders with uh, using Joko's music and using this sort of sci fi adventure of allowing it to be heightened to the next level. Um, there is a, a common idiom in musical theater um, that when you can't, when you can no longer speak, you must sing. Um, and, and that's, it's pretty commonly known. And so, you know, if, if you get to that point where there's a zombie attacking you, you're going to start singing instead of just screaming. Um, Didn't so, that yeah, happen that's... to Warm Bodies, by the way, I, if I remember correctly? No, no. Okay. I'm not, I never saw Warm Bodies, sorry. I think you're the only <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that, I hope that answers your question. But yeah, I would say that it, it really helps in that fashion. That's awesome. Well, I, I want to say, Ricky, I'm just glad that your work is out there because I think sci-fi theater, it, it's often overlooked. And I like the idea of you bringing in new audiences with this work. I mean, we would not have the word robot had it not been for a theatrical production. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And who on the podcast knows the play that brought us the word robot? I do. Tell us, Dalek. I think it's Rossum's Universal Robots Were. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, you yeah. know we got dialect on the show. Yeah, yeah you, you can't go wrong whenever he's around. <laughs> and that was in 1921. So here we are, 95 years later, right? Um, still talking about robots. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no so this is ricky this is really cool and, and it was such a, a treat to see um still alive you know at at its early stages so i'm glad to see um jmu is going to give it um a new life a full life so mm -hmm. i'm kind of curious to hear um Besides bringing Still Alive to life, what's next for you? Uh, do you have any upcoming projects you'd like to share or shout outs to any um, anybody's work um, that you're connected to? Um, my own personal career. Uh, I am in uh, March and uh, April will be in the musical parade at Keegan Theater uh, in oh, D.C. Cool. So anyone in D.C., come check it out. It's a, a beautiful, beautiful score um so that's that's what i have next um as far as shouting out to other people i think 
uh, those of you who may be listening who don't go to theater, just take a second out and just check out something. Uh, I think there's there's something, especially in these times that we're in, that it's really nice to to go to a theater and and connect with other people and be in a room with them and empathize uh, as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just my my main shout out would be you know just go find your local little theater and and see what they got going on. Awesome. Well, Ricky, before we let you go and out of the hot seat, um, my <laughs> colleagues on the show have prepared oh, a special <laughs> set of questions just for oh, you. Great. I am excited now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> You should be. My advice. I use excited lately. <laughs> what was that? Don't overthink it. That's all I can say. Yeah. All right. I usually don't. So. Save yourself. Save yourself. So, yes, uh, we yes, we usually do a segment for all our guests that come on to th- this particular show. Uh, you know, very evil, very, you know, very methodical. Uh, we call it 120 Seconds in Heaven. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm interested because to see where this goes. Yeah, because it's only 60 seconds and you don't feel like you're in heaven at all at the end. Yeah, for like now, for for now, those who are not familiar with it, each of our guests have 120 seconds to answer to quickly answer a series of questions that we've written out. Uh, This week's, this time, uh, the questions were written by M Dog, so be very afraid. Oh God. Uh, So, with that in mind, uh, who's going to do keep the clock here? Yes, uh, no. I, I, I guess I'll keep the clock. All right, and okay. you said as short and sweet as possible, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. I, I've got the clock ready, just in case. Uh, okay, uh, and starts uh, first. Gladys Knight or Glados? Gladys Knight. Uh, unicorns or dragons? Unicorns. Yes. Interesting. Uh, let it go or <laughs> let's go crazy. Anything but let it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time travel, future or past? Oh shit! Um, gonna go future. Okay. Who if we have one? <laughs> who's <laughs> better barber, Sweeney Todd or Edward Scissorhands? Oh, Sweeney Todd, all day. <laughs> He's good unless he hates you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Michonne's katana or Daryl's crossbow? Daryl's crossbow. Uh, Black Mesa or Aperture Science? Oh, Aperture Science. Mighty Mouse or Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Mickey Mouse! <laughs> awesome. Who's the better Star Trek captain? Kirk, Picard, Cisco, Janeway, or Archer? Oh, don't... Uh, Picard. Okay. Uh, what, what you gone or still alive? Still alive. Doctor Strange or Doctor Horrible? Doctor Horrible. Star, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Five guys are in and out. Five guys all day. <laughs> Sesame Street? Yeah. Not even close. Sesame Street or Avenue Q? <laughs> Avenue Q, of course. Uh, Adam's Family or the Monsters? Adam's Family. Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Oh, no. I was hoping that wouldn't come up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Team Iron Man. And finally, what kind of apocalypse would you not survive? Zombie, robot, alien, vampire, or smurf? Smurf. 
<laughs> you don't know what they can do. You have no idea. We have not ding, studied ding. them nearly enough. <laughs> <laughs> don't I worry, know. everybody's afraid of Smurfs. Yeah, everyone's just afraid of Smurfs. Smurfs, definitely. Papa Smurf will mess you up. Oh, and that's gong. time. So. This is the sound of a gong because the time is up. Gong. Jesus. So lifelike. Yeah, I know, right? Absolutely. Oh man. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Uh, Happy to be here. And you're you're more than welcome to st stick around and for the rest of the show if you like. Or no, totally. I'll stay on. Why not? Oh. Having a good time. Excellent. Because the next one may may kind of I don't know. Oh. <laughs> run, run, yeah, run. Yes, yes. Give him a chance. Yeah. Yes. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, moving on. It is now time for five to ten minutes of absolute explosiveness from the man oh. who is in in the iron uh, iron, I guess, chassis. I guess, Dalek. It is time for you to exterminate. Oh, damn it. Hey, at least it played. It's true. This is very true. I Hello! Hello, my friends, and welcome to Dalek Exterminates. And boy, has it been a while, hasn't it? Actually, I think I haven't done one of these since... February? No. It has been that long. I think it has been that long. <laughs> it, it, hasn't been that long. It, it hasn't been that long. Well, either way, I couldn't keep you waiting much longer. It's the end of the year! And that means it's time once again for this year's winners of losers. <laughs> yes, this this is the episode where I, Lord Dalek, go over the biggest hits and misses of the year 2016. And this year, oh dear God, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, uh, let's begin, shall we? Because by the end of it, we just want it all to end. Winner! Uh, it, is this going to take a while? Because uh, if so, we have to allocate time here. <laughs> oh, I, I, no, it's only, I, don't, I only have two pages. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we read them quickly? Only two pages. <laughs> only two pages. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Yeah, Jake. Uh, yeah, this is the this is the portal episode, uh, JD. Why don't you just make out like make like shell? Winner. <laughs> speed up, speed up, buddy. <laughs> That's not shell enough. Winner. Makoto Shinkai. <laughs> it is rather large just fan base. This year, Shinkai released Your Name, another installment of Shinkai's series of films about lost loves and the bonds that connect us, rendered in the form of another batch of Magic Hour screensavers. It managed to blow away the competition this summer, even managing to outgross Miyazaki's final, quote-unquote, final, and we'll get to that later, film The Wind Rises in Japan. Good for you, Shinkai! Right? Well, that brings me to Loser. Haters of Makino Shinkai like yours truly. 
And let me tell you, I gave him a chance. I really did. If it, all, if it was all just him recycling Falcom opening cinemas for the upteenth time, like he did with his first few films, i.e. his gunbuster rehashed Voices of a Distant Star, which he later rehashed into The Praise He Promised in our early days, I'd just be indifferent to the guy. But no, he had to go and make five centimeters per second, which is one of the most overrated and infuriating pieces of dog roll I have ever seen or will ever care to see. How do you follow that up? The Garden of Words? Fuck that noise. People only like him because they keep confusing him with that guy who made Summer Wars. No, that's Mamoru Hosoda. And he made Boy and the Beast, and nobody liked that. I like that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like he said, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Winner. Fantasy World Light Novels. What? Yeah, after the rather dire selection we had last year, I'm looking at you, boob string, we actually had some very good ones this year. Grimgar Fantasy and Ash came out this winter and provided a thought-provoking look at the stern undrug of normal kids forced to live in a dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons situation where only the strong survive. Then in turn was followed up by what will be, probably end up being considered this year's best show, ReZero, starring, starting life in another world. Which well, might be the ultimate deconstruction of Gary Stews and Light Novel Archetypes. Hey, what would you imagine to yourself if, if like in Sword Art, Kirito actually only became the Gary Stew because he died like 20 times trying to solve the problem? Well, that's Ray Zero. It's good. You should watch it. Good stuff. <laughs> Losers, the corporate siblings of Trigger and Zanzigan. First, Trigger, we need to have a talk. This killer <laughs> downhill. Since Kill a Kill, it's been downhill for you with bland crap like Eno Battle, insufferable betrayal bullshit like Ninja Slayer, and now, ugh, Kizniver. Seriously, you're, seriously, you are asking for trouble if you think Mario Kata can deliver quality nowadays. True, this was also the same season that gave us the single worst anime Mario Kata has ever written in the shape of Lost Village, but being the lesser of two evils isn't saying much. And as for you, Sanzigan... Boopiki Baranki is still the most horrid cock tease I have ever seen, and your CGI somehow managed to get worse than Arpeggio Blue Steel. Have you no shame? Winners! Um. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say a thing. I did say as much of things. Yeah. Is it dropping out? Continue. <laughs> oh, you people. Excuse me. Did you lose your place? I didn't lose my place. I'm... <laughs> Sorry, you lost your place. No, you I didn't lose mine. my place. Ah, that's that better? I switched mics. Okay. <laughs> Winners, fans, what little there are in this country of Lupin the Third. Good news, your show got relicensed. Now, for the love of God, please stop asking for a Daron Tanami. They already tried to air that show in 2003, and nobody watched it because it's too old. Now you have this show, which is all new and shit, but still looks too old. We'll call it the One Piece Principle. No matter how many second chances a property gets, at the end of the day, a flop is still a flop. Get over it! Losers! And a Twitter. And I do have to switch back to my old mic for that. Excuse me. It sounds like he's going to one side of the room to the other at this point. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, losers and a Twitter. Seriously, 
This is what they're raving about online these days. Did we lose him? Yay! No. His mind exploded. He fell through a portal. <laughs> I play a sound clip and you talk over it because you guys won't shut up and dry me out. Ah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, anyway, that's a clip from Keijo. Keijo's awful. <laughs> Winner, Michael Iso's ego. When I started writing this little, when I started writing this last out a couple weeks ago, I was not prepared for Mike to chew his own foot off over the fallout from his, and I quote, you don't get comedy, you get conflict line over the lack of diversities and diversity in adults with the writer's room. And really, there's no reason I should be bringing it up other than have some other reason to bash this guy besides the obvious. Losers! Sleeping dogs! A few months ago, I wrote up a rant, which did not make it to air, by the way, about Mr. Lazo's purely ego-driven and not very well-thought-out decision to commission a sequel to one of, if not the, best and most beloved OVAs of the previous decade. I'm surprised to find I am probably still the only person on the face of this planet who thinks this is a horrible idea and will probably be the first to say, see, I told you so, when it does turn out to be a turkey. Because when you have a pretty much perfect anime, one of the very few like Fully Cooly, that almost nobody was asking for a sequel to, it can only be worth a comparison. You were warned. Winner! One! The enigmatic creator of One Punch Man has had an incredible year. Last summer, Mob Psycho 100 became another runaway viral success on the scale of last year's One Punch Man. I guess that means with the former show having no chance in hell of coming back because Madhouse, we should we would at least have this franchise to wait, 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 what? What that? What, 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 was that I here? One Punch Man. Ooh. All is right with the world. Losers. These shows, the worst I've seen this year. Active Brave, Alcon, Poopy Keeper Rocky, Dimension W, Div Divine Gate, Harachika, Kurosuba, <laughs> Luck and Logic, Pandora's The Crazy Shell, PS2 The Animation, Undefeated Brahavid Chronicle, Big Order, 100, Kiznaiver, Kumamiko, Mayuika, Bloodivores, Poopy Keeper Rocky again, Abot, Occultic Nine, and of course, Keijo. <laughs> you guys do why not do like Keijo. <laughs> why do we hurt the ones we love? Why, Keijo? Why? Keijo! 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 Wait, that joke is called for Mike Lazo. Fuck! And finally, oh, God. winners! Us! Us! You know why we're winners? Because Hayao Miyazaki is back. He is. Mm -hmm. He came back this week. Not because Borrow the Caterpillar needed a full-length feature, and let's be honest, it was a shitty premise for a movie the last time he pitched it back in 94, before Toshio Suzuki told him, Hey, this sounds stupid. Go make that Beauty of the Beast ripoff you pitched me 15 years, years ago instead. Oh, no. This. This is to slap every one of these pretenders whom the media has branded the next Miyazaki, like your Hosoda and your Shinkai, and even... Albeit in his own mind, Yuryama-Khan in the face. There is no next Miyazaki. There is only Miyazaki. And even though we knew this retirement wasn't going to last either, it proves the, that the industry isn't dead either as well. So go out there and make the best goddamn movie you can. Even if it is about something stupid like a caterpillar trying to get from one side of the street to the other. Convince me! Convince me this is a good idea! <laughs> 
<laughs> and that, and that, my friends, is Dalek Exterminates for this, the year of 2016. And I hope to God we still, we're, we're all still alive this time next year so I can do it all over again because I think Leonard Cohen had the right idea. John? <laughs> oh, too soon. Oh, oh, thank you, Dalek. <laughs> really? We're thanking him? <laughs> I think he's exhausted. Well, I mean, Dalek, next year you know Donald Trump is going to give KJO the MacArthur grant. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Dalek, I only have one criticism. I didn't understand one word you said. Not one. I didn't name one show that you named in there to tweet out one. He mentioned dog. One Punch Man. You know that one. You know, it blurred by oh, some first. other ones that I couldn't hear. I thought I heard Lupin, but I wasn't sure. No, Lupin was, was in there, too. Yes, okay. Lupin was in there. Uh, we should get this up Lupin? on uh, GeekSoulBrother.com. I, I, I really should do. I, I, I really think we should do that. Yes, yes. Save my sanity, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, you wanted a tract. I gave you a tract. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes this is true. Uh, now, since Donald Trump became president-elect, there has been made. There's been a major fallout going on over all over social media uh, between Humberto Ramos, uh, George Perez, Dan Slott, G. Willow Wilson, and many others. Uh, this is especially has been especially noticeable with some notable figures in the comic industry, with many creatives taking sides in the wake of last Wednesday. Now, before we begin this topic, I want to preface it by stating that we are not we're not going to be focusing on our feelings or opinions as to how the election turned out. It is what? Perfect. What? I'm going. No, no, really. I don't think we can have an argument about this. I think we all agree. <laughs> it is, it is, as you can tell, the topic is a highly socially charged and for very good, credible reasons. Uh, we will, you know, we will speak, speak specifically at the topic at hand. Now, you can, you know, you, you know, we can make comments, but just, you know, we're not going to go on rants here, people. M dog. Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> the what, what tag I team elite. I, I think I think Ricky especially too. I I see him. I've been staying out of this whole thing lately just because it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm and... with you. <laughs> so it's I know where to win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so without taking sides or attempt to not take sides, how did we get here? Uh, a bunch of stupid people voted. <laughs> he isn't wrong. It was one of those shows dialect read off the bad ones. <laughs> yeah, KJO. KJO is why we're here. KJO is why we're here. <laughs> no, it, it, do we want to do to elaborate on that a bit, or uh, are we just going to leave it there? <laughs> People are still I mean, trying I... to figure it out. It's just too. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. There's also, I mean, there's there's clearly a, a divide that's that's growing stronger and stronger um, between the the more urban areas and the more rural areas. Um, there's a, a lack of communication uh, between the two sides, um, such that we didn't see this election result coming, and and they have hated on the last two election results and did not want that to happen. 
Um, so I, I would certainly say it's it's uh, growing more and more contentious um, as it as it continues. But I think communication is key. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, this this has existed for years. I mean, this has been mm -hmm. going on ever since uh, Obama was elected president and reelected, and you know, during the during the Bush years as well. You know, is but why now? I mean, seriously, this is this is something that sort of like is like congealed into this vitriol. Uh, is it just because of the president-elect, or is it just like we've gotten, you know, we're here, you know, where now it's going to be affecting not just how, what we say to each other or what, how we feel to each other, but also a whole industry as, as a whole? I think it's, I, I think it's just somebody, it's, it's Kubler-Ross's uh, stages of grief. You, you just want to find somebody to lash out at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone else on that? Or? I, I just think that it, it's been um, <laughs> more and more accepted to uh, start, start bumping in again, but it's uh, been more and more accepted to sort of uh, sensationalize um, media and to, 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 to simplify issues into this person doesn't like this, therefore I hate them uh, rather than, than listening through. Um, and it, it's certainly easy to, um, to, to simplify things and to, to, to create an enemy, but it, it's harder to, to rationalize them. And it's, I, I speak as someone who is an actor who has to empathize with characters who I don't necessarily like all the time. Um, mm. It's, it's important to, uh, for instance, I, I played um, Ernst Ludwig in Cabaret. And mm. for those of you who don't know that he is a Nazi. Yes. Um, and so that's something that I very much am against. I'm very much for everyone getting rights and, and for many other things that, don't need to go into detail now, but it it was my job to empathize and to figure out where they were coming from. And while I shouldn't ever agree with that, it, it certainly creates a different thing. It, it humanizes the other side. Mm. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. And and I think you hit it earlier. Is is that part of the, part of the thing is that we've stopped talking to each other and just like if you don't agree with this, then you're 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 basically you're if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem kind of mentality mm -hmm. in part of the solution being you know whatever the one one side thinks is the right way mm -hmm. uh but if this continues what damage could we possibly seeing in in comics or 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 the video game industry or to the geek community as a whole i mean because you know you, you, we had we had Gamergate, you know, happen. We've had several other things occur where it's it's bashing. You know, you, you have our our, our sister our, our sister Black Girl Nerds, Jamie. She deals with this kind of nonsense every day. So I mean, now we're just getting to the point where you know it's becoming scorched earth. So what kind of damage are we seeing here? Well, I think you're going to see. Um more of an abandonment of of kind of the digital space as a creative and safe space. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about that a little later, right? We had yeah. a creator leave Twitter. I mean, how many times have we heard people are leaving Twitter? Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just so easy with social media to, to be anonymous, to be mean, um, and just put it out there because you're not interacting with the person who's receiving the vitriol or, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I, I think it, it does go back to your scorch earth metaphor. Um, mm. That's what's going to happen. And that's unfortunate. Uh, are, have we hit the point of no return? Uh, or, or can we come back from this? I hope not. I don't. <laughs> I, I, it's really frightening. We, I mean, there are changes that are really lost for a generation, and I don't think people really get what they've done. And they, um, they didn't get what they had done in 2014. They're not going to certainly not going to get what they did in 2016. So it's it's just depressing. Hmm. No, I, absolutely, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people are going to suffer before they realize what in the bloody hell have we done. And, but, but at the same time, I mean, you know, we don't know yet. We can only speculate at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But based on that speculation, it don't look good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely does not look good. Uh, especially with some of the certain announcements that were made today. Uh, but I, you, do you find that, like, Ra- Ramos's uh, stance and George Perez saying that they're not going to visit uh, certain states for conventions because they voted for Trump, uh, do you find that to being, in, you know, justifiable in... in something or is it just is like are they just being are they taking away from the their fans at that point i think they are they are they are taking away from the fans i mean you could just say the same thing like oh i didn't i'm not gonna visit so-and-so because you voted for bush and stuff like that it's just it goes around the same basket of whatever Mm mm-hmm but I mean, look at it from their perspective. You know, Ramos is is Mexican. Uh, he is from Mexico. He's he's not he's not he has a visa to work in the United States. But he, he, you know, he's very concerned. So he has he's justified in in this concern that listen, you know, if these people voted for this individual, yeah. You know, are they well, going to want to? De- are they going to want to come to see me anyway? Yeah, that's, there's a monetary the, thing to this too. Yeah, there is a monetary thing, but the thing is that that's also painting with such a big brush. You're assuming that the guys who go to conventions are the same <laughs> kind of people who would vote, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that may or may not be true. I don't know. It's just, it's just too much of a glittering generality to be taken seriously. Anyone else want to take that or? Well, I will add, you know, this reminded me back in 2010 um, in Arizona, there was, you know, when they were making ways with their anti-immigration laws, um, there was an organization called the American Educational Research Association, and it's an international Um, kind of range with their conferences and they made the decision you know we will not have a conference in Arizona until these laws are off the books because it puts every one of our conference attendees at risk um, you know to be stopped and frisked and asked for their papers so they made a really big statement when they did that so it's Mm -hmm. not unusual I mean but that was that was, you know, an institution that made that decision. These are individuals, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's been done before. 
I was going to point out, I, absolutely, um, the institution versus uh, individuals. Um, and I also think it's important that what you're saying, there was a very specific um, law that they were protesting. And uh, you look at North Carolina um, and the bathroom laws and all yeah. the people that have pulled out because of that. Um, and I certainly am not going to stop anyone from having the right to say, you know, I don't want to go there because of X, Y, and Z. But I think it's important to keep vigilant. But right now, as you have, as you pointed to earlier, there's not anything, you know, right now, Barack Obama is still our president. Um, right. And so so there is no laws that have changed, which was not to say at all that, you know, there's they should not have the right to be scared and that shouldn't be validated at all. Absolutely. If they they, they have the right to feel and the right to protest as they want to. Um, but I, I do think there is a difference in specific laws saying, I don't like this law and I don't like how this election came out. Yeah. So. But again, his call. Yeah. <laughs> America, like, right? What, what am I to say? <laughs> exactly. It's America, you know? America! Oh, God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Yes. Don't are are you gonna break out in that song? Cause that is that a musical? Awesome. Is that's, there a all I need? Oh, I swear. Team America World. Don't please. see you anything. Do you? Shadow, yeah. Did you really just ask that question? Everybody has AIDS. Da 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 AIDS AIDS AIDS. AIDS AIDS AIDS. Thank you. Thank you for backing me up on this. Yeah, we so we so need to have you do the theme song for World Team America World Police at this point. No, he can sit in for the musical on on Kamigonami when we're doing it. <laughs> that I won't be here for. <laughs> I'll work. Up, my next project will be writing you guys a musical. I'll see what I yes! get. Oh Lord! Podcast the musical. <laughs> see what you started, Shadow. I, see what you started. I, and I preference that with, I won't be here for. Horror. <laughs> Horror. <laughs> oh man, uh, I think we should move on at this point. Toby, do you have any uh, a game review? He's gonna say no. I think he's gone. Toby. 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 Wake up. Toby. Toby. Jason. <laughs> Jason! Jason! Jason, do you want the balloon? (laughs) (laughs) I think he's taking care of the Padawan, don't you? Don't you agree? Yeah, we'll we'll say that. Sure. And the dog. Oh, wait a minute, you're back! Uh, yeah, uh, how to take care of the Padawan. Okay. (laughs) Do you have a game review? No, I do not, but I will tell people. <laughs> I will tell people of uh X or I will tell you, uh Xbox One owners. Go and find your old copy of Mass Effects 2 and 3, because it is now backwards compatible. Yeah. Finish the saga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I played that twice and back to back, so I, I I think I'm good for now. I'll yeah, wait for it. Drop I started it. one, hoping that two and three would be behind it soon enough, and it is here. So yes, <laughs> uh, excellent. I've been playing Doom three myself, but ah, that's an old one. Yeah, I know. I, I listen. The first time I tried playing it on the PC, I got scared shitless. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> I told you about playing those games in the dark by yourself. Yeah. So yeah, I I never really. What got else is he gonna do in the dark by himself? That is that's another show. Another show. Mm. Keep going. Exactly. It's a family show. Sometimes with lots of swearing. <laughs> and then the second time I tried play, I sort of like, and eh, you know, so yeah. Now I'm making it a you know. Making a third go on it. Cool, cool. Oh, and I will tell uh, people out there that the um, the streaming Xbox and um, PlayStation over your PC and Mac is great. It, it is it's totally on point. I'm doing both of them. Yeah, everywhere yeah, I go. Yeah, I do. I do the uh, I do the the three the uh, Xbox One streaming. Yeah, PC streaming is getting so bad. I can't even do it anymore. <laughs> not helpful toby oh my bad not okay. <laughs> it's okay. thank you chobit so moving on to more and more game topic uh nintendo recently gave us a full unveiling for their mysterious nx which is now officially known as nintendo switch what is switch switch <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you say switch to a person from the south. I'm thinking about getting a beating. <laughs> well, it's your official Nintendo branded Switch. Oh. Uh, oh. Anyway, the unit is is portable. It uh, is a touch screen, and it has you have the capability of of using the touch screen only, or you can use uh, two two controllers on either side, or use the controller and, and stuff like that. And it has a base where you can play at home. So it's a really a, a, a portable system. It sounds like a portable octopus. Well, it's, <laughs> well, it's not like a Game Boy, and they're not phasing out the DS for it, so... No. But it is a portable gaming system that you can like take from one place to another, and you can, you know, play yeah. play others who have it, uh, you know, locally if you have two units together, which is kind of cool as well. Actually, uh, actually four. Right? Yeah, the, uh... four. Yeah, sorry, four. Yes. Wait. So play wirelessly or? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, okay. did you see All the right. video? They were playing. They were like those guys in like the, the arena playing. For a second. Yeah, there was like the shot with the guys in the arena playing Splatoon. Yeah, they yeah. have an esports slant on this one finally, after everyone else does. <laughs> so, uh, also, uh, flash cartridges no longer uh, discs. They're going back to the cartridges, and uh, they actually got a, quite a few publishers on board with this. I mean, EA's back on board with them. You know. A lot of other individuals. Well, that's what Ubisoft keeps them alive. Everybody comes back to them, and then they platinum. fall. <laughs> oh yeah, platinum is going to be yeah, platinum's back. Yep. So, uh, you know, how do we feel about this? Well, I, I I am kind of interested in the certain rumor that a a certain game that reminds that rhymes with Schmother Schmee might be finally showing up in VC. <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. That's good. Uh, the two, the two Nintendo fanboys. You have anything to say? No, I mean I'm looking forward to this. I mean I 
was very incredibly wary about everything before the announcement came out, just because they were playing it so coy and not giving anything out this close to, like, you know, the rumored March release. And then, like, you know, it's like they finally put out the trailer just to shut up everybody, and they literally, you know, shut up everybody with this. And this would have won E3 had they released this at E3. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. If they put out this, like you know, if they put out this trailer, that would have been the end of E3 right there. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, this is truly the most innovative console uh, seen in a long time. Do we agree with that statement? Yes. I would. No? Yeah, so? yeah. It's a clever idea that the thing is basically. I mean, it's not a tablet, but it's a. Um. It's a game controller that's actually. It's like they finally figured out what they they figured out what went right with the Wii U, and they made it better. Mm. Yeah. They they got rid of what went wrong with it. Yeah. yeah. But do you do you don't do you think the stink of the PU? I mean Wii U. Um, is going to affect the sales of this? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think it's a case of all is forgiven, even though I should know better. But all is forgiven, goddammit. But 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 isn't this how they've been surviving? <laughs> yeah. I mean that. I mean, basically, we all know we're in a we're in an abusive relationship with Nintendo. But that's the same with any of your console manufacturers. You're in a relationship you probably don't want to be, but you've been in it for such a long time. You're kind of stuck. <laughs> but see, but the, at least the Xbox problem with the and Wii U... PlayStation with good wives. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm good. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> and, it, and besides, it's going to be $199 at launch. Well, that's Is that what they're saying now? I thought, it was, that's what they're I thought saying. it was $249. Oh, that was MSRP. Now, now after that, it's going to be $199. Let's see huh. with that, that I can. But then what are you going to do? Give me PlayStation 2 graphics? No. 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 Yeah, NVIDIA, this has got two NVIDIA. Uh, Two NVIDIA chipsets in there. Yeah, it's got an oh. NVIDIA chipset in there. I mean, NVIDIA is basically like not betting the house on it, but like this is their baby. Like, yeah. I mean, it's Nintendo's baby, but NVIDIA is like going all out on this in a way that like you never really saw AMD ever do because AMD doesn't seem to give a shit about anything they do. Right. Not anymore. Because anyway. this is. Yeah, this is also like the first Nintendo console since the N64 to not have, use an AMD processor in any in any sort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also allows, like, you know, for extremely easy easy porting from PC and other platforms, though, because NVIDIA is incredibly developer-friendly. So we won't be stuck in the situation where we were with the Wii U, where we got nothing. That's that's what I was waiting for. Well, no, I mean, the Wii U had, had its own issues, and from what I understand, it was development that was the issue because of how... Close to the chest, the Nintendo was with uh, the development kits and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo and all the developer, I mean, all the console manufacturers have gotten better about it. I mean, Nintendo has really been pushing on the indie side. Hmm. Like, I mean, as a way to shore up their, you know, their whole console structure, because, I mean, they have no games coming out. Dude, dude, Unless yeah. it's a first party game, apologize. there ain't no game coming out. So, I mean, you have to rely on the indies at that point, and the indies, yeah. thankfully, churn out stuff. <clears throat> pretty reliably and efficiently. Now, I, 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 oh, go ahead. 
I, I finally, I think I, with this, we might finally have a console that could win this this horrible non-existent console war. Yeah, I mean the, the war is over. War. The... <laughs> silent war. I mean, it's been like a dead war. It's like basically like you know, 1990s post-communism Russia. Yeah. It's like, it's the, like the worst war ever. It's like it's like you just it's sit a cold back. War, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, this war is wait. not cold. This war is dead. Basically, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I'd a love to have war. like a new hot war in the console department again. Yeah, yeah. It's just they're a wait too war. chummy right now as it is. So. It's like well, it's like if you wait long enough, uh, it'll be out for my system. <laughs> I'll just have to wait three yeah. months, but I'll get it too. No, because like I need the animosity. I need the cat calling. I want all. I want all out war. Like the like. <laughs> I mean, like Nintendo what? and Sega. Like you know. No, like the back consoles. In the days, yeah, back in the day, war, like war between you were Nintendo either. and Sega, like you felt that they were completely at odds with each other. I mean, you. Like they one were. or the other, when you were the kid in the neighborhood, you were either the Nintendo kid or you were the Sega kid. There wasn't any of this unity nonsense that yeah, we until had. PlayStation, oh until PlayStation stepped What's in there. What's wrong with unity? What's wrong with that? I mean, uh, unity's good and well, but it breeds laziness. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Okay. The it console looks like a puppy dog. Oh, it doesn't. It, it doesn't oh, help. It's that so it's adorable puppy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> It really doesn't help that there hasn't been such things as console exclusives on a, a decent scale since. Like I said, you just wait a couple of months and that game will be out for your console. It's already... Oh, yeah. It starts you as an couple... exclusive and then it's. No, like... no, no, no. It's not even a couple months. It's a couple of days because of Steam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, <clears throat> but now we've also got the announcement that Breath of the Wild is being delayed on the Switch. And that was supposed to be their major release for Uh-oh. the console. Uh oh, are they starting yeah. that again? Well, Nintendo's thing is they are perfectionists, unlike you know Bethesda with their garbage. But uh, stop it! <laughs> it is when you have it an is. engine that like you know can't do shit, and you've had you know yeah, get to your years. point, Spider-Man. Get to your point. No, Nintendo two. are perfectionists, so they're holding off on releasing Breath of the Wild until they can make sure it's right. Unlike you know having a public beta that's paid. Oh, kind of like, like Zelda Bethesda. games. Uh, yeah. Shut your yeah, mic off. I mean, that, that would be my dream for Breath of the Wild to stay out Bethesda, Bethesda, and the open world game that lets you do as you please without having a billion game-breaking bugs in it. And if they can manage that with a six-month delay, I'll be fine with a six-month delay. We've waited this it's long. Three I can wait a, it's, well, I mean, it's I could three still three months. Like six months. <laughs> Be, We've waited was, this long. We can wait a little bit longer. Is the way I look it, at it'll, it. it'll feel like six months to to M Dog since yeah. he's such a Nintendo whore. Uh, I am not <laughs> anymore. I just think they're the most anymore. interesting of the like you know of the other two. <laughs> anyway, uh, what features are you most looking forward to? I, I like the idea of the portability, and it has a yeah. great screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'll say portability. I'm, I'm... I'm a portable guy. I like to be able to move. Anyone else? I like the controllers. I mean, I hate the idea. I mean, I'm torn on the idea of there being swappable controllers because, like, you know, if that leads to Nintendo's little creep of them having, like, you know, supporting something that they only are going to do one of and then completely forget it exists, like all their other little accessories... I'm going to get annoyed, but at the same time, I love the idea of, like, a game being able to have, like, you know, a specific controller just for it that you can put on the Switch screen and go to town specifically for that game. That's kind of a neat idea that it'd be fun if they actually did do something like that. 
And lastly, do you think it will be able to compete with the PS4 and Xbox One? Nope. Since they've been out for like two years, three years already by the time... Uh, it depends. I mean, they're already phasing out the, the one and the... Um, um, uh, before with their uh, sort of the, the 4K bull, bullshit yeah. that they're shoving down our throats, which no one's going to invest in anyway. But um, yeah, it could work. If it, I mean, no, if it... it's not. They're going to run I into mean... the same thing that they ran into. You got to remember, right now, Nintendo to the world is a kid's system. Parents mm-hmm. have a PS4. Parents has, have the Xbox Ones. What they're going to do is go and get their kids this this new Nintendo and I, the well, Nintendo Switch and once the kids get it the kids don't have money to be buying these games they're not yeah. going to be buying the games and it's, oh, I'm, I'm telling you watch it's going to be the they, same thing they do have over. puppy dog faces though they can yes, show this they to do. Have puppy yes, dog they do. and they will get no, they will get a game every 3 months I have got to counter that just because, like, if you watch the show, and I'm guessing Toby didn't, but if you watch the show, there is absolutely zero kids in it. Like, you all, all you see are adults, Ooh, people on not... the go, people like, you know, older yeah. people. So you're like, telling me, you're no telling me that the adults how, are just going to look at it and be like, oh, sold, it's adults now. That's how they sold the Wii, and it actually did really well because of it. Yeah, but I mean, they, the sold, they, they the aimed Wii the Wii more towards families, though, but, like, now it's like, you know, it's like... Like, you know, the switch is aimed towards, like, you know, hip young people. That's where they seem to be going All with right, it. We'll come back kids. to this show. I'll be on here again with you guys. We could talk about it. And, and, and by <laughs> the way, they're also, from the trailer, from the trailer of the console, it looks like they're going to have Skyrim on on the switch. Well, I mean, they do have Bethesda support, so, you, yes. you know, you can have their buggy engine and everything on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Platinum does not make kid games. <laughs> the bugs. The bugs. The bugs. You see, he, he talked about the bugs. I've never had it, that happen. All those me. clipping bugs and everything else. Never had. Never. And, There's and a he whole slew of documentation online about all the yeah. issues. And, I, and I'm telling you right now, I've never come across one of them. Uh, I have. Like you probably Yo. are like treating the game wrong. I killed the dragon <laughs> oh, without fighting it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Moving on. You were holding final... the controller wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not under your butt. He he was holding it the wrong way. Too hard. Anyway, our final topic of the night. Uh, recently, Chelsea Kane, New York Times best-selling author and writer of the now recently completed uh, Mockingbird series on Marvel, quit Twitter recently uh, due to harassment she received over the eighth issue uh, cover. We talked about this on the um, on the main show a couple weeks ago. She's only one of the uh, of the latest of creatives who've been chased off social media due to ugly, nasty trolls online. Now, it, you know, why do you think people think it's okay to harass cr- uh, creatives online? I mean, they're doing their jobs; they're putting it out there. I mean, look what happened with Rebecca Sugar for Steven Universe and and the the artist for that particular uh, show. She, they chased her off. I mean, they're. Yeah. You know, there. You know, this stuff is happening. I mean, Dan Slott's another example. He got chased off because of of, of what's going on with the election. MRAs, they, they think they have power, so they use it. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. Just give it to them. It's it's open now. It's been what they've been wanting to do, and 
the fact that they they can hide as they do it. <laughs> yeah, they, they they feel big on the internet because they're clearly not big somewhere else. <laughs> In life. <laughs> That's yeah, well, yeah, That's we'll like go. Yeah, thing. we'll go with that. We'll go. Yeah. With that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a kid show. A it's a kid show. <laughs> Life, yes, that's what we'll go with. Uh, do you think the lack of the uh, of the social networks uh, safeguards uh, against such behavior has added to the situation? Because of course, Twitter uh, has not done anything until recently in terms of tools to reports and to block individuals who are controlling trolling yes controlling the trolling and facebook has yet to really do anything with it well twitter just did ban a bunch of white nationalists off their service a little too little too late but yeah exactly (laughs) they are making strides um uh it's funny because i i don't want to spoil it but who here watches black mirror you know what room you're in yeah have you seen the last episode of season three mm-hmm. that i haven't but go ahead. well like the last okay so the last episode oh, of season, so good. season three is about how um basically people that uh social media services like twitter are do not like and are using hashtags to murder in real life yeah, well, I also brought this up the other day as well, that, yeah. uh, you know, it's an unnerving thought that someone who does killed. not agree, well, okay, not get killed, but uh, if someone does not agree with someone else's statement, they will mark them, you know, mark, mark the post for, like, you know, because they find it offensive. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, that is something unnerving. I, I I thought someone did that to me over the weekend, as a matter of fact. Oh, I took that down. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're an ass. <laughs> you're an ass. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. And in, in really, you know, this could be, and it goes back to the discussion earlier, where, you know, you can silence these creatives because, you know, they may not agree with what you think. Yeah, that was actually on the episode of Chicago PD last night. <laughs> you watch Chicago PD? Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I get caught up in these That's an development. Yeah, he has to watch it because he's not watching quality television like Black Mirror. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was the last episode of Black Mirror, Chicago PD. Yeah, I had to go with the best of the two. <laughs> or the worst of the two. Either and, way. And Geek's old brother in the chat brought up an interesting point. Mm-hmm. He is listening to us. Yeah, he's listening. He's, 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 you know, he's trolling us. Uh, trolls on Twitter are reporting black accounts with those new tools just to get them suspended. Which, you know, again, it's an unnerving thought. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a slippery slope, and we're literally about to fall right off the um, mountain to chair. the other side of it. <laughs> Slip off the chair. <laughs> now, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, and, and, you know, this happens. Is there anything that we can do for ourselves, for, for others, you know, to show, you know, can we show our support? effectively and positively towards these individuals, especially creatives 
who are just on social media to be and communicate with our fan with their fans. That's that's a hard one because yeah. since you don't have mm-hmm. any personal interaction, it's like what does anything you do does come off as being a little. I hate to say it, but I don't want to say insincere, but. Um, there's no real personal attachment that you can't really convey mm-hmm. what you want to. Mm-hmm. Well, anyone else? I mean, it, 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 it it's gonna get crazy. I mean, it, 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 you're basically looking for what policing. It's not it's so much policing. Not so much policing, but it's, it's like a com- being like a community in like coming together and protecting others. It's tricky because, I mean, anything you do that that is a, a blanket sort of formula, whatever it is, it's is, you're going to get things like what you're saying about, you know, people using what you have put out to still do what they're trying to do of, you know, blocking certain users by falsely reporting things. So it's, yeah. I, I think it's an open-ended question, but a, a really important one across all social media is how do you deal with with trolls or with if it's Facebook, all the fake fact sites, like, you know, there's there's a mm-hmm. lot of things happening and it's it's hard to control. And I think whoever figures out how to can how to, you know, put put a put a lid on Pandora's box on this case is is going to be a, everyone is going to be, you know, they're going to be the time person of the year, or whatever award uh, you want to give them. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. in order to do it, then you, you're going to start stumbling on, you know, personal like you. I mean. You know, there's ways, but then mm-hmm. what laws are you breaking to catch these people? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know how far are you going? It's just like, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I would say it's important that they're at least showing some sign of trying to do something. That's better yeah. than just sitting yeah. there and letting it happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And again, with trolls, which makes it so bad, it seems like if you if you fight back, they're like the Hulk. It fuels them. We've <laughs> all know? seen the goodies. It like gives We've them even more. I, mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now. Every troll that I've come across, I have basically what I do and is that I will be a bigger troll. Basically, basically call them out on their uh, on their shit and just be sarcastic with them and and just treat them like the little man or little woman that they are. And they eventually get so irate that it's like they just stop. <laughs> well, they get tired. I mean, a lot of trolling is just because these people are bored and they can do it. And it's yeah. their form of entertainment. So, yeah, if you're going to keep going with them, they're, they, at some point they're just like, you know what? Psh, whatever. I had my fun. This ain't fun no more. Let me go find somebody else <laughs> who's just going to just mm-hmm. buckle down to it. I will yeah, I, like a it. shout out I, to um, the Ad Council. I don't know if y'all know about this campaign that they did. Um, hashtag I am a witness. But they actually created their own emoji, which is basically like an eye emoji um, for teens if they witness some some cyberbullying online, um, just to visibly show um, that they're bearing witness to um, cyberbullying and to also signal to the trolls that, yeah, we see what you're doing. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, hashtag I am a witness. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. just just like uh, what you know, Ricky just mentioned. You know, the, the show that something is happening. You know, people are not just sitting back. Is 
is definitely a good thing. So. Yeah, no, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's we're a community and we have to protect each other and do what we can, and that's about it for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was excellent discussion. Uh, again, thank you, Ricky, for joining us. Oh, happy to be on. This has been a blast. Uh, oh, don't forget, don't forget Mickey and the old guy from The Simpsons. They were on here too. <laughs> oh boy! Oh. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mickey, for going. Yeah, Chris hasn't been out here recently. That's all I got. That's all I got. Oh, uh, at least all this needed. You can get, 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 get your ass back here, right? Yeah. What was that? Get your ass back here. Get your ass back here. Get your ass back here. I tell you, I've had that on my, my resume for two years and I've never been able to use it, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we got you. Gotcha. I'm glad we can, you know, help you out there. Uh, Ricky, where can they find you on social media and stuff like that? On uh, social media, uh, my Twitter handle is at Ricky D. Drummond. Um, and that's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. Uh, I'm not sure of my Facebook privacy settings, and I don't have a, a fan page on Facebook. Um, so I'm pretty active on that. Um, so if they want to reach out that way, feel free to get in touch. I'd be happy to answer any questions. And uh, we're looking uh, for some another just little self-plug here. We're looking for some uh, people to, to pitch in some money so we can get some orchestrations and arrangements, vocal arrangements done. So if anyone has some money and they want to like throw it my way, that would Whoop. be great, too. Or if they want to throw it the podcast way too, do that too because support your local podcast. We will, oh. we will, we will pimp you out. <laughs> I'll be right so honored. <laughs> we, we, we will, we will make ourselves available to you. Thank you, thank you. Usually, if you're the pimp, I do that for you, but I'll take that. Too. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Okay, it's it's late. Okay, it's just... anyway. <laughs> We have two podcasts lined up for next month. On December 1st, we have our special geek gift guide, pointing out some ideas for your special snowflakes like Dalek and M-Dog. Aww. <laughs> You're so considerate. <laughs> and on December 8th, we have, of course, we have author, writer, and MacArthur Genius Grant recipient Gene Lung Yang stopping by to talk about his work and his career and everything of that nature. Of course, if you have a show or segment idea for the future, hit us up at 5nerdyvenos.gmail.com. Tuesday on the regular show, we are probably going to be reviewing Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, I think. And, of course, some other craziness. Like, that never happens normally. Uh, and for Saturday Night Sci-Fi, Geek Solar is live-tweeting the first episode of Incorporated. Uh, we had the... What was it, Toby? The producer and the... Toby? Toby! <laughs> Toby! 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 Come back to us! <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bueller. Hello, testing one two. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> get it out already. Who did we have? On, who did we have on Incorporated from Incorporated the other day that you and Geek Solar interviewed? The producer Toby. and actually it was um oh that's great it was it was three guys it was um 
the producer and two of the writers who are brothers. Uh, their names slip my mind right now. Well, that's okay. Uh -oh. we're, we're going to have the interview up uh, on GeeksOldBrother.com and all our other but, outlets and yeah, everything. Definitely listen to it, though, because it, it was great because he's two brothers who are the writers who get to work together on this and and again the producer so executive producer so yeah definitely look out for that this should be up in a few days in a couple of days so uh look for us on twitter of course ricky d drummond our guest as well as Aaliyah underscore she howard toby that's toby one kenobi Mdog957, Real Lord Dalek, of course, you know who that is. Uh, Archie Mana, that is Shadow Scouts. Uh, Illuminous with two E's, uh, as well as Filarican uh, Fil underscore Uno, that's El Camino. And who has got that alarm going off? Can't, Don't look at me. Yes. <laughs> and of course, myself, uh, no. Jonathan J. Stone, Zero. And as well as, not to mention, Geek Soul Brother. Uh, you know, of course, you can find them at uh, Geek Soul Blair on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, YouTube, Tinder, I think, also, if I remember. Oh correctly. <laughs> so, uh, also check out GeekSoulBrother.com for reviews and commentary from the man of the Delta Quadrant and from the rest of us, of course. Also, hit that donate button. It's that. Don't hate. <laughs> at all. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Uh, also, not exactly. <laughs> uh, also, check out the Patreon page, uh, GSB setup as well. Check us out, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. Eventually, hopefully, yeah. Are we on SoundCloud yet or no? I don't no, think we're working on, work on that. Uh, iTunes, of course, and of course on uh, TalkShoe. Uh, so that's it. Uh, enjoy your weekend and come back and join us on Tuesday. Until then, remember Expecto Patronum. Peace out, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye, all. Bye. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, yeah Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.